Greetings, friends, fellow patriots, and fellow citizens, and welcome to this week's edition of the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. My name is Tom Zawistowski. I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm the president of the We the People Convention. And this podcast and our website and our emails and our text messages and our travel expenses and our you know the money we spend uh, to help uh, uh, you know uh, move issues and elect candidates and do whatever we can do to defend our individual freedom, liberty, and prosperity are are paid for by the generous donors to the We the People Convention. And you can gener- donate if you'd like at wethepeopleconvention.org and we'd appreciate it if you do. Um, how you doing today? I mean that. How you doing? Um, yeah, I'm pretty agitated today. It's been a really ugly time here in Ohio uh, with our primary coming up on Tuesday. And uh, and it's just been, it's just, you know, I don't know, for those of you around the country, uh, I don't know if it gets like this uh, in other states because, as you know, you know, there's an old saying, as Ohio goes, so goes the country. And, you know, the, that's a, you know, and I still think that's very true. I think Ohio is a microcosm of of the United States, both uh, you know ge- geographically and demographically and and otherwise. And um, we're going through a, a you know a primary election that has been very ugly, very contentious. And believe it or not, uh, as of like last Tuesday, so like a week before the election, the candidates just for the Ohio Senate race. Has spent sixty-four point five million dollars to run in a primary. So I, I understand it's like the most expensive Senate, you know, primary race ever, and and, and they're going to spend another ten million, I think, before Tuesday. Uh, it's insane. The TV is full of all these, you know, ads, and 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 people are just beat up and arguing, and 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 it's just divisive, and, and there's just lots of. You know, lots of people, you know, putting out things that are not true. And our job is to try to help cut through that because you watch this podcast. And for those of you who are new to this podcast, it's a news and opinion podcast, meaning we look at the news in which most of it is propaganda. It's not true. And try to find some truth to bring to you, but only the truth that affects you. Okay, affects you and your family and your freedom, liberty, and prosperity. And, and, and when you're in something like we're in right now, it's, it's tough to do. And, uh, you know, I'm going to talk at the end of the show about some things that are very disturbing. Um, I think that for all of you watching this podcast, what happens in Ohio next Tuesday is going to be critical to our future as a nation because What's going on here is is this battle between moneyed special interests and 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 billionaires and and American oligarchs and we the people. Um, those of you who watch this podcast know that I talk a lot about Jordan Peterson, and if you're not watching Jordan Peterson videos, you you can't understand what's going on in your life and in our country and in society. Uh, he just put out a new video yesterday that uh, was an interview with the Hoover Institute uh, Institute in Stanford. That was is really it's there's a series called Uncommon Knowledge, and that's an interview with Jordan Peterson that just happened. You got to watch it. And in that interview and in that discussion, it's about an hour or so. Uh, Jordan Peterson 
explains why the individual has to be at the core of all life. Because you, the state isn't an entity. In other words, the state depends upon the people, the individual, to produce, to give them power, authority, or the ability to function. And yet, they're trying to tell us that, you know, that the individual is just in service to the state, and the state is the one that produces jobs and, and freedom and, 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 you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, the things in life, the utopia that you want, right? That the state will take care of you. But they can't unless you take care of them first. And that's, that's how this is all backwards. And, and, I've, and I've said to you guys before, and now I'm going to really reinforce this, because I've said over and over, no one is going to save us but us. Donald Trump ain't saving us. Neither is Ron DeSantis or Mike Pompeo or Abbott or whoever you want to name. It's about us. It's about our individual actions collectively that decide everything. That's why we're here to protect our individual freedom, liberty, and prosperity. And we're going to talk today about how important this is and how this is coming to a head. Because as the individuals, we must have a seat at the table, and we don't. No one is representing us, because I've, I've, I've told you on this podcast, anytime anyone see me lecture or you know go speak at some event, I talk about politics is a game of force. It's, it's about power, not influence. I'm not going to ask you or influence you to do something. Either I got the votes or you got the votes. This Tuesday in Ohio, we need to show that we the people have the votes and you're not going to come in and have Tucker Carlson tell us who should be our senator because he's some elitist that wants to elect some other elitist. And we're not going to have Donald Trump Jr. do that either. We, the people, are in charge, but you got to prove it on Tuesday. And if you don't prove it, yeah, really bad things are in store, as I'm going to talk about at the end of this podcast. So I'm a little agitated, but but I I, I think you'll see. And I'm going to, you know, this show, for those of you who are new to the show, we, we don't just talk. We act. You're going to see that we're acting. I'm going to ask you to act. Because, you know, it doesn't just happen by hope, wishful thinking. And so I'm going to challenge you to today. I got three asks that are really important to you and your family and your future. And you got to decide in your heart of hearts, will you fight for your liberty? Or do you think somebody else is going to fight for your liberty? Because that ain't happening. If you won't fight for your liberty, who the hell else should? Nobody. So we're going to get after it. You see that the flag's flying upside down? It's not a sign of disrespect. It's a sign that our our nation is in distress. And it is in distress. And you should have your flag upside down until we fix this. Because we're in a heap of trouble. We've been beginning our podcasts every week and we will do it until they're free. We will not forget the political prisoners in the gulags of Washington, D.C. who are being whose rights are being violated by our corrupt government. 
their legal rights, their constitutional rights, even their international humanitarian rights. And we say a prayer for them. And you can learn about them at j6truth.org. The letter J, the number six, the word truth.org. And many of you, I got some more letters this week from prisoners that you're in correspondence with. And I thank you for sharing those. And there's good things happening there. I heard about uh, some progress being made about a change of venue, that that there was some polling done by some patriots that shows that they can't get a fair jury in Washington because 96% of the people there voted for Hillary, okay? And therefore, these people should be able to have a change of venue where they can get a jury of their peers, And so I'm happy about that. We'll see if it works. The judges are going to get the polling data and it's going to say, here's the proof. These men and women deserve a change of venue. God willing, the judges will, will see that and will, and will do that. And then they can be in their home state in a federal court with people that, you know, more likely to understand that they were protesters, not insurrectionists, not traitors. They're patriots. So let's just say a quick prayer for the January 6th political prisoners, for the two leaders of the truckers convoy in Canada who are still being held, for Pastor Pavlovsky in Canada who's out but is still fighting, and for the people of Ukraine who are being slaughtered because of evil forces in Russia and evil forces in the West who don't care about them. They just care about money and power. Join me in a quick prayer for these prisoners for their families, and for their lawyers. Amen, and thank you. And keep them in your prayers. Please, keep them in your prayers. Let's start with the war. I put this out at wethepeopleconvention.org. Russia cuts gas delivery to Poland and Bulgaria in escalation of Ukraine war. Uh, The move comes after both countries refused Moscow's recent demand to pay for gas supplies uh, in rubles, the Russian currency, uh, but also coincides with a sharp rise in tensions between Western allies and Russia as the war in Ukraine continues into its third month. Uh, Early Wednesday morning, Gazprom, uh, the Russian gas agency, released a statement saying it it has halted supplies to Poland and Bulgaria, both heavy consumers of Russian natural gas, due to payments not being made in Russian currency. Said supplies would resume once these payments were made. In the statement, Gazprom warned both countries against any unauthorized withdrawal of gas supplies flowing through their territories. Because as you can see in this map, in this graphic, you know, the pipelines flow through uh, Poland and Bulgaria and, and, you know, the Poles and the Bulgarians could tap the pipeline and steal natural gas, I guess is what, you know, what they're saying. Okay. But again, this is showing you that, um, you know, you can't just attack you know, Putin and say, we're going to try you as a war criminal, criminal and they're not going to react, okay? And there's lots going on here, and, and it's very disturbing. Now, you may remember last week, I put this graphic up, and it, it was the cost of war, where military aid to Ukraine comes from. And you saw this last week, that all these other countries are doing nothing. And you and I, we the people of the United States, are paying $4.7 billion to Ukraine. And, and I talked about that where, you know, we're paying for 
all of Ukraine government's salaries, okay? And I said, why are we doing this? Because, you know, we should stop the war, not keep feeding the Ukrainians to keep fighting the war. We're going to get into why that is. So was that bad enough? No, that wasn't bad enough. This is what happened this week. Biden asked Congress for $33 billion for a new $33 billion in Ukraine aid package. Okay? So let's talk about that. President Joe Biden on Thursday asked Congress to pass a proposed $33 billion Ukraine aid package, including more than $20 billion in military aid and other security assistance. The supplemental funding includes $16.4 billion for the Defense Department of Ukraine, $8.5 billion in economic assistance, and $3 billion for humanitarian assistance and to fight food insecurity. Additional security assistance will put urgently needed equipment in the hands of Ukraine's military and police, including ammunition, armored vehicles, small arms, uh, demining assistance, and unmanned aircraft systems, Biden wrote in a letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Okay, so I have a question for you. Where's this money coming from? Our national debt is over $30 trillion. We're broke as a joke. We're bringing in more tax dollars to our federal government than any time in history, and they're still spending more. They didn't say, we're going to cut $33 billion from these three departments and spend it, give it to Ukraine. No, no, no. No, 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 no. We're just going to print $33 more billion and send it to Ukraine. What? And, and, and then they'll tell you, oh, you know, the inflation's not their problem when inflation is printing money, right? The new package includes $6 billion for Ukraine uh, uh, security assistance initiative and $5.4 billion to replenish U.S. stockpiles after American materials were transferred to Ukraine under the presidential drawdown authority Russia after Russia invaded on February 24th, Okay. So the supplemental request also asked Congress for $2.6 billion to support the deployment of U.S. troops in Europe, including costs related to transportation, temporary duty, special pay, airlift, weapon systems, sustainment, and medical support. Excuse me. Didn't we just pass like $734 billion, almost a trillion dollars, three quarters of a trillion dollars, in Defense Department spending? Did we just pass that? None of that money is going to go to this? Where the hell's it going? Isn't that money to prepare for war? Are we, you think we're stupid? This is a scam. And Republicans are rushing, rushing to sign this. Oh, I'm a good guy. I care about the Ukrainian people. Here, let me sign this. I want to give $33 billion to Ukraine. But what about the wall? What about the fentanyl killing 100,000 Americans? Republicans, right? What about fossil fuels? What about the our gas tank? What about we the people? How come you're going to just give $33 billion to Ukraine and not give anything to us? First of all, it should be paid for. You don't get it unless you cut something. Second of all, we don't vote for it unless you finish the wall and stop the border crisis. 
minimum. And then you should go after the fossil fuel thing because that's what's killing the American people. Why aren't they doing that? Because they're not on our side. Because they don't give a damn. Okay? So you hear this word all the time. Gaslighting. So I thought I'd, I'd spend a minute here to talk to you about that. What is gaslighting? And on your screen, you can read it along with me. The definition of gaslighting, psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality, or memories, and, typical, and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence, and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability, and a dependence on the perpetrator, the person gaslighting you. Ladies and gentlemen, you are being gaslighted by the, the deep state, by the ruling class, by the billionaires, by the media, by everyone. And you're being told that if you question any of this, Tom Zawistowski, you're a Putin puppet. You're a traitor. You are, you're for Russia. No, I'm for America. I'm for us, we the people. This is bull crap. You know what this is? You know what this is? This is another Afghanistan. How many of you think that we should have stayed in Afghanistan for 20 years? How many of you think that particularly after we killed bin Laden, that we should have gotten out? But we should have stayed at Bagram Air Force Base so we had a presence there to pound them in the sand if they stepped out of line again and to check the Chinese. That should have happened after five years or seven years or ten years, whenever bin Laden got killed at the latest. How come it didn't happen? How come we went into nation building, don't you know, and teaching Islamists that they should uh, embrace transgenderism when, and, and homosexuality when they throw homosexuals off the top of buildings and murder them and cut their heads off? Yeah? Why did that happen? Because it was a theft. Because it was bribery. Because they were stealing us blind. A trillion dollars that they quote-unquote spent in our defense. Bullcrap. It wasn't in our defense. Afghanistan was not a threat to us. They stole our money. And guess what? They didn't like Donald Trump. Why? Because he didn't start any wars. We can't have that. Right? The head of our military is a former Raytheon board member, don't you know? So let's send $33 billion of arms to Ukraine. And as one American general said, you know, we're not even, we don't even know who's getting them. Once they get delivered, they just disappear into the ether. Because you know why? The checks just keep going to Raytheon and Lockheed and, and, and all the other, you know, uh, defense industry, military industrial complex people. That's what this is. Don't believe it, that it's in our best interest. They don't want to stop the war. They want their Ukraine war to go on for years. They want these people to die in Ukraine because it's, it's blood for money. And that's why they shut down our oil and gas to fund Putin so he had the troops and the military might to go and invade Ukraine. That's why they're not shutting them off now. You're being gaslighted. And tell everyone you know, get out. And so here's our first ask. 
I'm asking to take it up a notch. I'm not asking you to call. Uh-uh. I'm not asking you to call. I'm asking you to get in your car and I'm asking you to go to the local office of your U.S. Senator or your U.S. Congressman. Just search online. Every one of congressmen has a home office in your district and, and senators, even though they're a statewide office, usually have one or two or three offices near you. I'm asking you to get in your car and go to their office this week and say, stop it. No money for Ukraine that isn't paid for out of the existing budget. And get something for it. And even if they're in a Democrat district, go to them and say, stop funding Ukraine and hurting me. Do something about the gas prices. Do something about inflation. Stop printing money. Pay for this out of the budget. I'm asking you to go to their office, okay, and do that. And, and if you, you know, and I'll show you, you know, you can go online. There's a link on one of our uh, web pages. I'll show that to you later because you're when you go there, you're not just going to talk about this. This is a fiction, okay? And I'm not a Putin stooge, but I am an American patriot. And I will question our government, especially when they're wrong and they're hurting us. Okay, so now... All week, you've been hearing Twitter, 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 Twitter. Oh, my gosh, you know, the left is going crazy. They're melting down. If even one social media platform tells you the truth, you know, they're going to fall apart. If they can't have a complete lockdown of information so they can propagandize you, just like they do in North Korea, in China, right? In, in, in uh, you know, like they did in Soviet Union. If they can't do that, they can't win because they're wrong on everything. They're just lying about everything, okay? So that's why Twitter's so important, and there's been a lot of news about that. And I got to warn you guys that I saw something this week that you know this, this purchase has to go through approval from, it's either the Securities and Exchange Commission or what some federal agency, and there may be some question about that, right? Because if this is going to hurt the left that much, are they going to let it happen? I don't know. We'll still see. But I'll tell you what does happen, okay, if he does move, because I really believe that Musk, and I'm going to give you evidence, that Musk is, is speaking his heart when he says, I'm taking this over because we can't have censorship in a democracy. This happened this week, which I thought was very rich. Burning the evidence. Before the new boss starts, Don Jr., and, uh, and right-wingers see giant leap in their Twitter uh, followers after Musk bid was accepted. As Obama and left-wingers lose huge numbers amid speculation, a logarithm has been changed. Right-wing figures on Twitter, such as Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump Jr., have seen their numbers of followers soar on Twitter. DeSantis had 141,566 new followers on Twitter. Boom, like that. Just appeared, okay? Donald Trump Jr., I think it was uh, like 87,000, okay? Left-leaning people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Barack Obama have witnessed a noticeable drop in followers. The fluctuations have been dr dramatic since Monday when Musk's $44 billion takeover of the company was confirmed. 
Twitter on Tuesday confirmed that the figures were organic and were not due to any internal alterations to their operations. Donald Trump Jr., however, did not believe the company and speculated that it was due to the artificial restraints on right-wing figures finally being lifted, meaning people in Twitter don't want to get caught for what they were doing that didn't even follow their policies to censor right-wing people. He claimed that the changes were made before Musk's team took over to avoid any embarrassing expose of their practices. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And so then, you know, this came out that I thought was very important. Elon Musk uh, says, Democratic Party has been hijacked by extremists. Prospective new Twitter owner Elon Musk says part of the reason for free speech being in peril is that the Democratic Party has been hijacked by extremists. The billionaire has continued to respond to the fallout from his $44 billion purchase of the company via the social media network. On Thursday, Musk tweeted a diagram showing how the Overton window has been dragged so far left that people who do not, who not long ago considered themselves liberals are now being lumped in with conservatives as bigots. So you were a liberal. You were a Hubert Humphrey Democrat. For those who are older like me, young people, go look up over Hubert Humphrey. Okay. You know, you're now a right wing bigot. Okay. Critics respond by claiming that voting records show Republicans have moved further to the right, okay? But anyway, be that as it may, what's really happened is a small minority of extremely radical leftists, they're commies. They're not leftists. They're commies who hate America, hate capitalism, and are trying to destroy your life, okay? That's who these people are. They're not extremely, you know, they're not extremists. They're communists. And basically, you know, Trust uh, tweeted, uh, Musk treated this out this week. I strongly supported Obama for president, but today's Democratic Party has been hijacked by extremists. Memo to Elon. Guess who was the lead extremist? Yeah, yeah. Barack Hussein, the commie, Obama, right? He was the lead extremist who was, says, America, even though we're the greatest country in the world, needs to be transformed. Into what? Herr Obama, comrade? Yeah, into the disaster that you guys are making right now, right? That's what that's all about. So let's see what Musk does, all right? But I think he's pretty clear by those tweets, he ain't messing around. And again, the guy's got street cred. You know why? I've been talking to you about you know, the U.S. military and no hypersonic missiles and all this stuff. And I was going to cover this story last week and didn't have time, but I do think it's worth mentioning. SpaceX rocket launch bolsters Americans' defense capability, okay? After all, Russia and China consider space the ultimate military high ground. It's Thursday, April 21st, around 2 p.m., booster b 1060, the latest SpaceX Falcon 9 mission, thundered skyward from Space Launch Complex, Cape Canaveral, Florida. Two and a half minutes into the flight, the first stage booster rocket separated, returned to Earth, and within six minutes successfully landed on the Just Read the Instructions drone ship 100 miles off the coast of Florida to be refurbished and flown again. 
The nose cone fairing, uh, fairing separated and the parachute back to earth to recover and reuse. So now the nose cone comes back. The second stage continued into the vacuum of space and within an hour successfully deployed the entire payload of 53 Starlink satellites into low Earth orbit. It's the 12th orbital mission for this one Falcon 9 reusable first stage rocket. The 115th successful, successful recovery of a Falcon booster. Okay, a fifth SpaceX launch to send NASA crew forward to the International Space Station is scheduled, and it's already happened. It happened this week. Took four astronauts to the space station and came back. Okay, ho-hum, maybe, but the utility, reliability, and affordability of these Elon Musk-owned and created SpaceX milk runs are important, and not just for cementing affordable commercial space uh, access to space. The ability to rapidly deploy communications platforms, civilian and military, constitutes an existential priority for the Western world. And we're counting on Elon Musk, not the trillions of dollars we're spending in our federal budget, not the trillions of dollars we're spending on defense. We're counting on Elon Musk. The, member, the number of capabilities of anti-satellite, 100-killer satellites currently in orbit remains shrouded in secrecy. But it is no secret that both China and Russia consider space to be the ultimate military high ground and have repeatedly demonstrated their ability to destroy satellites with ground-based missiles. This SpaceX technology brought to you by Elon Musk is what your and my personal safety depends on. And now he's buying Twitter to try to defend our constitutional rights. It's a big moment in world history. It really is. So here we go with a story that I'm sure upset all of you this week and, and, and should have, okay? And this is on our website at wethepeopleconvention.org. Mayorkas told Congress that his agency is creating a disinformation governance board to combat misinformation. Wow. Here we go. My headline at We the People Convention Org says, 1984 finally arrives. Ministry of Truth just created by commies and Biden regime. Editors note, all Americans must be outraged by this illegal infringement upon our free speech rights. And I ask you to click here and call your members of Congress today or visit their local office in your area in person and demand that they defund this program Immediately, if you go to wethepeopleconvention.org, click on articles, you'll see this image of Mayorkas, and you click on that, and there's a link where you can get all the information about your U.S. congressman and U.S. senator, and I'm asking you, second time, to go to their office, and the first ask was, no $33 billion for Ukraine that doesn't come out of existing spending, and get something for it. Get us the wall, stop the illegal immigration, get us oil and gas drilling, get us something or no deal. Filibuster the heck out of it. That's what you need to ask. The second thing is defund this heinous ministry of truth. I mean it. They can stop it like that. The House and the Senate can take the money from this right now. You and I must demand that they do. Not kidding this time. This is serious stuff. 
And so let me read a little bit about this. Earlier this week, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas told Congress that his agency is creating a disinformation governance board to combat misinformation coming from Russia as we near this year's midterm elections. The Biden administration's new Committee on Public Information will be led by Nina Jankowitz, a disinformation fellow who perfectly enough comes from the administration comes to the administration from a think tank named after Woodrow Wilson. Like Wilson, Mayorkas himself, a front of untruths, a font of untruths, does not explain under this constitutional power what he proposes to oversee free speech. Now, where's your constitutional power to infringe on our free speech rights? It's in the Constitution. The government cannot do this. Under what law are you doing this? And if it's unlawful, Congress must stop them. So, here's a video, right? It's so absurd. It's so obscene. Here's a quick video uh, from the Dan Bongino Show with Jim Jordan. Watch this. This Ministry of Truth, you better get on the government first. Here's Jim Jordan questioning failed human being Al Mayorkas, Alejandro, asking Alejandro Mayorkas, hey, man, are you guys going to be investigating this disinformation? The Fauci disinformation, the CDC disinformation, and the information on the Hunter Biden laptop. Listen to Mayorkas. Uh, 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 failed human being, Alejandro Mayorkas. Again, check this out. When the head of the CDC, Ms. Walensky, said that the vaccinated can't get the virus, did that undermine trust in government? Um, when the highest paid official in our government, the smartest man on the planet, Dr. Fauci, when he said the virus didn't come from a lab, did that undermine trust in government? And will that be something that this... Governing board will look at how about how about this one? How about when 51 former intel officials told us that the Hunter Biden story was had all the earmarks of Russian misinformation? Will that be something that this governance board that you just formed? Will you be looking into that? Uh, uh, Congressman, um, the disinformation board uh, addresses a disinformation that imperils the safety um, uh, and security of our homeland. And one of the primary areas that we are focused on is the dissemination of disinformation and its potential connectivity. But that's not what your bulletin talks about. Uh, talk yeah, that's not what your bulletin talks about, you liar. You liar. In their bulletin, it talks about misinformation. Again, don't fall for the lie. Disinformation, misinformation. It's censorship. It's just the left, again, manipulating your mind propaganda gaslighting you okay because there's either free speech or there's not and and the problem with misinformation and disinformation is who decides your misinformation is my good information your disinformation is my bad information right i get to look at the facts and in a world of a democracy with free speech you put out your ideas as dumb as they may be and we get to say, yeah, I agree or I disagree. And over the course of that discussion, we as a society come to the decision that, yeah, grooming kids in kindergarten for third grade probably is a bad idea. But they don't want that. See, they don't want you to be able to question it. So what you're questioning, that's misinformation. That's disinformation. That's what their answer is to Musk taking over Twitter. That's what their answer is to this podcast. That's their answer to your looking at the other podcasts and looking at conservative media and 
understanding the truth when they want you to believe only the lies. Right? Remember the New Zealand premier who said, the only thing you should believe is what the government tells you? Yeah, yeah, she wasn't right out of 1984 during the virus, right? That's what's going on here. We can't buy the lie and we can't allow our government to violate our constitution. Remember, we the people formed this government. We did for one purpose, to protect our rights, not to rule over us and take away our rights, which are given by God. They're inalienable rights, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, which includes freedom of speech, which if you watch the Jordan Peterson podcast I just told you about, and the one right before it, where he talks about free speech, and he says, you don't understand, this isn't just a right among a list of rights. Free speech is freedom of thought, because biologically, when you think, what do you call that? The little voice in your head, right? So when you think, you actually think in speech. And then what happens? Once you talk about it in your head, you kind of come to a conclusion that maybe I should buy this property or not buy this property or take my kid out of that school or whatever. And what do you do? You then speak to other people to get feedback to improve your thought process. That's what they're trying to end. And it's the end of life itself. Without free thought, there it's not being human. You're just a robot. You're North Korea. You want to be a North Korean? That's what they want you to be. Tell them to go to hell. Okay? Defend your liberty. But that's what this is about. These people need to go to prison. The question is, does anybody in our country have the guts anymore to do their job, even if it makes them, quote, unquote, unpopular with the media and, the, and Twitter fans? And Screw that. Do what's right. So here's what we're facing. Watch this. California lawyers train teachers to deceive parents while grooming children. Oh, but they're, they're not grooming. How dare you use that, you bigot? You know, we're not grooming children. Yeah, we don't want to molest those children. We don't want to cut off their breasts and their genitals. We don't want to give them these drugs. You know, they want that. So give me your kindergartners and your first and second and third graders and sixth and seventh and eighth graders and whatever else. Give them to us because, yeah, we're not grooming. No, 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 no. This story is a prime example showing why the label groomer is accurate. Public school teachers in Ventura, California, Ventura County, California, received advice from a law firm to help them deceive parents of children who are experiencing symptoms of gender dysphoria or confusion about their sexuality. Gender LCBQ published a blog post on Substack detailing the presentation the lawyers gave to the educators. In November of 2021, the Ventura County Office of Education hosted a webinar over Zoom for area public school educators on, quote, the legal and practical considerations for affirming the identities of transgender and gender diverse students in school. This webinar offers a rare peek into how county offices of education in California are training staff on student gender changes. 
This webinar was comprehensive, lasting three hours with 94 slides. The attorneys giving the webinar gave teachers a myriad of suggestions on how they can encourage young students to embrace a new gender identity without parents finding out. Some of these include encouraging Encourage to give students get-to-know-you forms at the start of school year to elicit students to declare their personal pronouns. So, oh yeah, you know, here's a, a little sheet. I'm your teacher. I want to get to know you. Give me your name and address and tell me if you like to go camping or if you have a pet or whatever. Oh yeah, and by the way, do you feel like you're a boy if you're really a girl? Right? Like send them one of those forms. Have them fill it out in class and give it to you so your parent, the parents won't see it. Encourage the kids to stop the use of gender words like mom and dad. Instead, use gender-neutral terms like parents in the name of inclusivity. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't want to say mom and dad, right? You know, the, the, the Ten Commandments says, honor your mother and father. Yeah, we don't want any of that stuff. Told that parents have the right to opt their children out of comprehensive sex education, but the opt-out does not apply to LGBT-inclusive curriculum if it is taught outside of sex education. So here's our sex education class. Oh, we're not teaching, you know, uh, you know, critical race theory, or we're not teaching transgenderism or any of that stuff in our sex classes. Oh, but in our history class, we are. And I don't have to report that to your parents. Yeah, oh, straight up. These are honorable, trustworthy people. Instructed the students uh, that students have a right to privacy that trumps a parent's right to know. These lawyers said to these teachers, they were instructed that students have a right to privacy that trumps a parent's right to know. No, it doesn't. No, no. My student, my 12-year-old, my 13-year-old, my 6-year-old does not have a right to privacy, privacy that trumps my right to know. I am their parent. It's called I am their legal guardian until they're an adult. And therefore, it does trump it by law. And these are lawyers telling them to violate the law. The lawyers also told educators that if they did not wish to obtain parents' consent for their children to change their name or gender, they should refrain from keeping written records of discussions between the school and students. This is because parents have a right to view these documents with a FOIA request. So, yeah, just intentionally violate the FOIA laws and don't write it down. Just do it verbally, don't you know? Yeah, evil. These people are evil. This is what we're fighting. And here you go. One more story before we take our break. This one's a beauty at WeThePeopleConvention.org. Biden halts Kentucky gas pipeline after bogus claim about bats by environmental wackos, proving once again that the Democrat communists, with the help of their bat-ass crazy environmental wing, will use any BS excuse to intentionally hurt American citizens. The Biden regime stops 10,000 people from getting clean less expensive natural gas under the guise of bogus bat claims. The Biden administration quietly reversed the decision, granting an energy utility company in Kentucky a federal permit to begin construction of a natural gas pipeline, which they got approval. They applied in 2017, five years. The pipeline, which would transport natural gas to an underserviced area south of Louisville, Kentucky, cannot be constructed pending further environmental review, don't you know? The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers confirmed to the Daily Caller News Foundation on Tuesday. The USAC finalized the reversal on April 20th, but the administration appears to have not issued any public announcement or press release about the action. 
The two environmental groups who sued argued that the pipeline construction would disrupt Indiana bats, gray bats, and northern long-eared bats, which they said live in underground caves along the proposed route. Kentucky's endangered bats can't wait any longer for protection, don't you know, from habitat destruction. So this is an important step. Perrin Dijon, a staff attorney at the Center for Biological Diversity, said in a statement. Yeah, except for one thing. The environmental group said the USAC, which had determined the endangered species wouldn't, wouldn't be harmed by the project, failed to utilize valid surveys when examining the area. See, this government agency that we give billions of dollars to, to operate, whose job it is to evaluate the environmental impact of construction programs, looked at it, spent five years studying it, said it won't affect these damn bats, right? But you say, but their study's invalid because we didn't say which study they should do. They didn't use our study. Who the hell are you? Oh, but they threatened to sue. And that's why the, the Biden administration, because the little game we've talked about before that you need to know about is that there's this whole thing that the, the left set up where these environmental groups literally fund themselves by suing the EPA and our other environmental agencies, okay? And then the lefties in our agencies settle with them and pay them millions of dollars to stop projects so they can do it again, okay? See how that works? The lefties in our government are really the same as the environmental wackos who are stealing things from you and I, okay? Including our money. But here's the bottom line. Here's the one. If constructed, the pipeline would travel along an existing electronic transmission line and serve up to 10,000 customers. LG&E COO Lonnie Beller wrote in an editorial in 2019, dozens of county residents, including a new school, recovery clinic, housing development, and industrial warehouse have been denied natural gas due to this obstruction by the wacko climate commies. There you have it. They are intentionally, when I say they, I mean everyone in the Democratic Party, everyone on the left, all of our government agencies are controlled by communists who are trying to end our country and destroy your individual freedom, liberty, and prosperity. And that's why you listen to the show, and that's why you're going to get in your car and you're going to drive to your senator's office, and you're going to drive to your U.S. congressman's office, and you're going to demand that they don't give $33 billion to Ukraine without taking it out of existing money and without getting the wall or energy renewal for that, or they filibuster it, and defund Mayorkas and this heinous you know, Ministry of Truth, the Disinformation Committee. That's what you got to do this week. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. My name is Tom Zawistowski, and I'm glad you joined me. I hope you enjoyed the first half, and we'll be back with the second half after these messages. The We the People Convention News and Opinion Radio Program is paid for by donors like you. 
you can donate to the We The People Convention and support our cause by going to wethepeopleconvention.org or by sending your check in any amount to We The People Convention, P.O. Box 6211, Akron, Ohio, 44312. When you're playing a video, including our podcast, you'll see this little cloud button. And if you click it, it'll actually download the, po- the video to your hard disk. And this works on our podcast page as well. If, you, if you're playing our podcast, and it's going to be loud, so I won't play it for much, but there's our podcast playing, and you can see this little you know, download button. Okay. The other thing you got to notice on our podcast page is that there's a link here where you can send me a message about this podcast. Hey, it was great. Hey, I didn't like it. What you know, something was wrong, or here's a correction, that kind of thing. You can use that link. And then these are the stories that I covered in this particular podcast. And you'll see there's links that go to the stories that to the articles that I used in reporting on that. So you can you can click on that. Um, you'll also see that um, you can sign up for our emails and text messages, but you can also watch our podcast on Roku TV and on Amazon Fire TV. And these are the instructions for doing that. So this is all on our, our podcast page, right? Right on the front page where the yellow button was. So if you click there, you know, this is our podcast page. These are the instructions for watching on Roku TV or Amazon Fire. And I watch our podcast on TV. It just feels more comfortable. Uh, so you can do that. We're also on Rumble. Uh, if you go to Rumble, uh, you should join Rumble. Uh, and, you know, it's Tom Z at WTPC. You'll see our podcast there. Um, we're also on uh, Brighteon which we just joined that. We just started adding our, our videos there. So you can get us a lot of different ways, including on Apple iTunes. And then this is an audio uh, version of our podcast. If you click here, it'll just play the audio of the podcast. It will not uh, you know, uh, you know, show you the video. So people can you know, listen to that while they're jogging or you know, working out, working in the yard, or just relaxing and just want to listen to the audio and not watch the video. And again, this is available on phone, on your iPad, on your laptop, on your computer, any way you want. And you can share you know, this, this, you know, whatever you see. If you're on a page that you, you, know, you really like and you know, you see an article that you think, geez, I've got to share this article, you know, with uh, someone in my family. You can send them an email by clicking on the little envelope. You can uh, post it on Parler or MeWe. If you click on this, you get all kinds of options, you know, where you can put it on Twitter or Facebook, whatever, which we don't support, but uh, you can do whatever you want. So, so we ask that you share what uh, you see on our We The People Convention site and that um, you get more people to look at it because uh, that's the whole idea here, to help uh, educate people, inform them. And then, as I said uh, before, Link, we're not just about talk, we're about action. And in my podcast every week, uh, which is published every Saturday, so if you, you know, the new podcast usually comes out every Saturday, and in that podcast, I will ask you to do certain things that will help protect and defend your individual freedom, liberty, and prosperity. So that's the We The People Convention website. Come back often, use it uh, to be informed, be informed, and uh, share it with others. Thanks a lot. All right, 
thank you to all of you who do donate, do donate, and thank you to all of you who do act on what I ask you to act upon, and thank you for all of you who share the podcast and share the webpage. And as I've said to you the last several weeks, I'm asking you to please put a uh, an alarm on your phone or on your computer, just reminding you on Saturdays or whatever day you usually listen to our podcast, you know, to remind you, hey, go listen to the podcast. And then maybe do one or two of those during the week because we post things all week long and, and sometimes you don't get my texts and emails. And so you need to go by yourself. All right. And I can see it. I mean, when I send out a text, you know, oh, boom, everybody comes to the website. But if I don't, you know, it's just less people. You know, we got to fix that. You got to, you know, get in the habit of doing that. And if you're not getting my emails and texts, just go to wethepeopleconvention.org and on that, uh, Front page, just put your email and text in there. And again, your, your cell phone number, because they're blocking our emails. The texts are what get through more than the emails. That's why we do it. Okay. So, and again, you know, thank you for those of you who are, uh, you know, are going to act on what I ask you to do. I've got a few more asks here at the end of this show. There's some important stuff that we need to discuss. I, I really think this election in Ohio on Tuesday is important to you and our whole nation. I'm going to explain why. All right. So we talked about, you know, the government is at, is intentionally trying to hurt us. This isn't an accident. They're intentionally trying to hurt us. Here's another example. Biden DOJ coordinated legal assault on Georgia election integrity law with liberal groups. Okay. This is just disgusting. The Biden Justice Department coordinated its legal assault on Georgia's election integrity laws last year with several liberal advocacy groups and is now trying to conceal their content of their communications by claiming they are covered by legal privilege. Emails and memos obtained under the Freedom of Information Act by Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and reviewed by Just the News shows extensive communications between DOJ officials and some of the biggest names in liberal in the liberal advocacy world, including the NAACP, the ACLU, the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law, and the Southern Poverty Law Center, the corrupt Communist Southern Poverty Law Center. The communications also include the Perkins Coy Law Firm. Geez, who are those guys? Which represents represented the Hillary campaign and the Democratic National Committee and now finds itself enmeshed in special counsel John Durham's prosecution of Michael Sussman, a former partner at the form at the firm, who is accused of, who is accused of lying to the FBI when he spread false Russia dirt on Trump back in 2016. The memos show that a month after the Biden administration sued Georgia to overturn its election integrity law, the, the advocacy groups at DOJ constructed an agreement to protect their discussions and emails from public disclosure by calling them common interest communications. Okay, so here's just remember this. They stole the elections in Georgia. Okay, going to prove that again next. They, the Georgia legislature finally passed common sense election laws. Like, hey, you got to have a, you have to sign your absentee ballot and it has to be verified, right? Nothing, nothing out of line. Nothing racist, though. Stacey Abrams, Abrams immediately screamed, racist, racist, racist. So what happened? The corrupt commie DOJ and the corrupt commie Russia uh, Biden regime sued Georgia to overturn these rules. They lost. They shouldn't win. It's bullcrap, okay? And, and, but what this shows is that not only did they sue, which was totally wrong, to use our tax dollars to push what? The leftist radical ideology. Not to defend our law. The DOJ never would have acted if they read the frickin' law. Right? 
So not only did they do that, not only did they miss, did they steal our tax dollars, misuse our money, but then they coordinated with all the lefty groups, and then they acted to cover it up. That's what we're dealing with. That's why we got to win big and destroy the Democratic Party and throw these people out, if not throw them in prison. So speaking of throwing people in prison, this was a big story. I posted it on WeThePeopleConvention.org. I sent it out to you as a text. You should read it. Georgia election regulators subpoena true the vote for names of illegal ballot harvesters in 2020 election. Subpoena asks Election Integrity Group, True the Vote, and its researchers to turn over identities of ballot harvesters from 2020 ballot trafficking operation. In a major escalation, Georgia election regulators have issued four subpoenas demanding the identity of a John Doe whistleblower and other evidence concerning an alleged ballot trafficking operation in the 2020 election, just the news has learned. Delivered late last week to Election Integrity Watchdog True the Vote, its founder, Catherine Engelbrecht, and its researchers, the subpoena seeks evidence that backs up the group's complaint last November, alleging that as many as 242 people illegally gathered third-party ballots during the battleground state's November 2020 election and subsequent U.S. Senate races, according to documents obtained by Justin News under the state's open records request. The evidence being sought by the State Election Board and the Secretary of State's Office includes the names, identities, and phone records of people True the Vote believes were involved in trafficking ballots. That includes the identity of a man the group said admitted he participated in the ballot trafficking scheme and was paid $10 for each ballot he collected and delivered to ballot drop boxes. The subpoena seeks the identity and contact information of several individuals regarding personal knowledge, methods, and organizations involved in ballot ballot trafficking in Georgia referenced in the complaint and any recordings, transcripts, summaries, testimony statements, witness interviews, notes, or other documents describing what those individuals said. That includes the identity of the whistleblower Engelbrecht's group interviewed and all statements John Doe made regarding his alleged participation in ballot harvesting in Georgia. The subpoena also sought contact information for John Doe's mother and any evidence of whether the True the Vote paid any of his medical bills. Okay? So now, we're moving from conspiracy to fact. And this is this thing we've been talking about that True the Vote has done where they took the cell phone data around the ballot boxes all over the country, but mostly in the states that where the cheating took place. And they mapped it all out. And they said, if you go to WeThePeopleConvention.org, you'll see a story that says that they figure there's 4.8 million illegal ballots that were cast just in the seven states where it was stolen. More than enough to overturn the election several times over. Okay? So this all comes with the movie uh, called 2,000 Mules that's coming out. It's coming out next week. And I need you to go to the website and, and order tickets and go to support this. Now, I'm going to play you their trailer, okay, meaning, you know, the movie trailer, and then we'll talk more about that. Watch this trailer. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. 
Let me begin by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong and they have little pieces and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question and I, I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold accusations require bold evidence and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence. True the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? Person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. This is not grandma out walking her dog. Bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time, is that legal. This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, one o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at one o'clock in the morning? On <laughs> one night, this person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. I call it the Mexican mafia, seriously, because uh, they, they work like that. This is jaw-dropping. What you showed is frightening. It's just sickening to me. Now we come to the most important question of all. Was the magnitude of vote trafficking enough to tip the balance in the 2020 presidential election? It's not a leap to say this would have made a difference. They have ruined election day in the United States of America. That's provable. And that's enough for me to fight the left with every fiber in my body. Without free and fair elections, we are not a democracy. We are a criminal cartel masquerading as a democracy. 2,000 mules in select theaters, May 2nd and 4th. Virtual premiere, May 7th. Stream May 8th at Salem Now or Locals. There you have it, 2000mules.com. So here's the deal. This is the proof. This is what we've all been waiting for, okay? But first things first, we have responsibility. We, you and I, have to reward this effort by these people, okay? Catherine Hengelbrecht, True the Vote, Phillips, all these people. It's What they have done is unbelievable, okay? For you, for us, for freedom, for liberty. I know Catherine. She ain't doing it for money, pal, I'll tell you. They've made her life hell, and she's stayed strong. And Dinesh D'Souza, who gets attacked by everybody, to make this movie was a huge challenge. So my ask to you is to get everybody you know to go to the theater next week. Go to 2000mules.com, look on the sheet, it lists all the states, and you may have to drive a little ways. I don't care. We have to pay for the production of this, or we ain't going to have these movies in the future. And they're critical to us. Best of all, after you do that, after you go see it next week, they said they're going to do the virtual you know, exposure 
like on the 7th. That's going to mean it's going to be online. We'll put it up at wethepeopleconvention.org. It'll be everywhere. And then Salem Media. And if you have a Salem Media station in your area, like we do here in Ohio, we have one in Cleveland, one in Columbus, a couple others around, call them up. Call them up and say, thank you for having the courage to get behind the 2000 Mules movie. That's a big risk to them as a corporation, especially as a media company. Don't let this pass. Call them. Call them to their talk radio shows and thank the host. Let them know we understand the risk they took. And then, once it's virtual, once it's on Rumble and on Salem Media, you've got to send it to everyone you know. You've got to make your children watch it. And you've got to make every elected official you know watch it. Because this is the truth. Pictures, name, address, phone numbers, cell phone ping data. This ain't made up, pal. It's not made up. It's real. It is illegal in Georgia for anyone to vote for you but you. It is illegal in Wisconsin. The ballot harvesting is a California thing because they don't mind rigging elections because they're one-party rule. They're the, they're the CCP. But these other states, Philadelphia, you know, Pennsylvania, no. So I showed you this story before that Georgia is, is asking through the vote to provide the names, addresses, phone numbers. You folks in Georgia, you got to demand prosecutions. You folks in Arizona, you folks in Wisconsin, you folks in Pennsylvania, in Nevada, you've got to get prosecutions. Go on offense, but go see the movie 2,000 Mules because it's really important. So again, go see the movie and pay for your ticket proudly to support it. Then... Tell other people about it when it comes out virtually and share it. And then call Salem Media and thank them. Three asks. I'm asking a lot this week, right? Can you handle it? I'm on my fifth ask. I know you can handle it because you're a patriot and you're willing to fight for your liberty. This is very disturbing, this next story. Inside the left's plan to take over local elections. You all know that we've been working our 2022 priority list is basically about election integrity. So this story comes out. It's at wethepeopleconvention.org. I texted it out to some of you on Friday. Inside the left's $80 million dark money attempt to take over local elections. After congressional Democrats repeatedly failed in their attempts to pass a radical federal takeover of elections and have been unable to stop red states from passing election security laws, thanks to you, thanks to your efforts and heritage efforts and the the election integrity scorecard that you can find at wethepeopleconvention.org on one of the buttons right at the beginning, okay? You're the ones that have been pushing the Republicans to pass this legislation, okay? A leftist dark money group is taking matters into its own hands. Their plan, elect thousands of sympathetic local officials, election officials across the country to ensure Democrats retain power in the electoral process. According to a report in Politico this week that revealed the plan, a group called Run for Something is launching a three-year program with a goal of flooding local supervisor elections with $80 million to elect 5,000 officials and direct oversight with direct oversight of elections. 
Run for Something's website states that its mission is to get progressives to run, and their progressives are regressives who are communists, right? Who don't believe in individual freedom and liberty because that's the American idea. They want to regress. They want to go back to, to Stalin and to, you know, kings and royalty and, and communism and socialism. The regressives, okay, they want them to run for down-ballot races in order to build sustainable power for Democrats in all 50 states, making their goal of taking over offices responsible for planning, executing, and certifying elections all the more concerning. Their website also curiously notes that it is it provides behind-the-scene mechanics to its leftist candidates. What does that mean? The program would recruit candidates in 35 states for everything from county probate judges in Alabama to county clerks in Kansas and county election board members in Pennsylvania, all offices that handle elections and will be on voters' ballots between now and 2024. Political reported the plan that will include funding and staffing resources for those supervisory officials. As political explains, I've run for something's fear-mongering efforts to get Democrat donors to open their wallets to support the local races. Amanda Littman and Ross Morales Rocchetto, run for something's co-founders, called the project Clerk Work, Clerk Work, a way down the ballot effort of the type that Democratic donors and national groups have traditionally struggled to focus on. So what they're doing here, folks, understand this. They're bringing the battle to your home. The Democrats, you know, got away with just rigging it at the federal level, right? And they could impose their things like gay marriage and things on us from that level, right? All the social welfare programs, all the, you know, the stealing of our tax dollars to give to people to buy their votes. Then they started to take over states and impose their tyranny at the state level. But we keep fighting back, you crazy people. What are you doing? You're stopping us. So now they're bringing it down to the local level. Folks, $80 million is insane money at the local level. Okay? And we're going to have to fight them there, and we're going to have to win. You, me, us. Not, not Republicans. Not Donald Trump. No, us. Election subversion in 2024 is not going to be a mob storming the Capitol. It's going to be a county clerk in Michigan or a supervisor of elections in Florida who decides to mess the whole thing up, Littman said. The only way to make long-term democracy protections is by electing people who will defend democracy, which means defend the communist people in control, not democracy. That's a lie. They use democracy as a cover. It's not democracy. Partners include American Bridge, a Democratic group that compiles and shares opposition research, and Open Democracy PAC, a super PAC that's spending on advertising to boost these candidates. Run for Something plans to find their 5,000 candidates through advertising calls, as well as hand-picking candidates from states across the country. The group's donor pitch is based on what they see as a coming Republican attempt to subvert elections even though it has been the Republicans who've led the way with election security laws that Democrats have consistently opposed. Okay? Right? We're, we're the bad guys. We're trying to rig the election by making you show a photo ID. We're trying to... You're the riggers, don't you know? Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. Always accuse your opponent of what you're doing. Okay? So here's the summary. 
The $80 million dark money project to elect left-wing election administrators has nothing to do with safeguarding democracy, noted Jason Sneed, the executive director of the Honest Elections Project uh, Action. Honest Election Projects Action. This is about putting partisans and ideologues in charge of local offices that run our elections and count our votes. It is detestable that these special interests are unnecessarily politicizing offices that should be impartial, Snead added. We need to bolster the integrity of our elections by making it easier to vote and harder to cheat. But this dark money-fueled plot puts confidence in our democracy in greater jeopardy. Right? Aren't the, isn't the left the ones who always accuse us of destroying confidence in our elections? Is, aren't, aren't they the ones? But, but Russia, Russia, Russia wasn't doing that. No, no, no. No, the total lie of Russia, Russia, Russia didn't destroy your confidence in elections. It was us saying the 2020 election was stolen. Yeah. See that? Right? Yeah. Okay. But here's the point. 2,000 mules is going to prove we were right. We've always been right. Benghazi, Fast and Furious, Tea Party attack on the IRS, IRS attack on the Tea Party, Hillary Clinton's, you know, emails, you know, for the Clinton Foundation, Russia, 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 January 6th is an insurrection. They're all lies. They're all lies. We've been right all the time. History will show that as long as we persevere. So last week I talked to you about Citizens for Free Speech. And this is a way you can prepare for this fight that's coming to your local area. If you go to citizensforfreespeech.org, I ask you to sign up and you can take their Citizens Ninja training that will be very helpful to you, very helpful to you in fighting what the left is bringing to you. We can beat them without the big money, but we have to have the brains to do it, okay? We have to be able to do it, you know, smartly. And if you go to citizensforfreespeech.org and sign up and do the ninja training, you can be more effective in your fight. That's why I'm bringing that to you. I also told you guys last week, just quickly, you know, that I'm doing my first Zoom meeting next week with a group in Pennsylvania. If you want me to do a meeting with your group over Zoom or, or FaceTime or whatever you want to use, I saw I was with a group uh, the other day that you know used this really cool web software where it wasn't Zoom or anything. It's just a website where I logged in and it was live and could talk to them. Uh, just just send me an email. Uh, go to events on our webpage, and there's a link that says contact Tom Z and invite him to your event. And I, I'm I'm excited about reaching out to you. I just you it can't be one on one, right? I need to have at least 10 people, 20 people, 100 people on the Zoom call, and I will ask you know, answer your questions, and I will make a presentation on whatever you'd like me to talk about, okay? So you can do that. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up with this important you know, conversation. I am deeply concerned about what we're facing right now. Here in Ohio... When President Trump came out and endorsed J.D. Vance, a person who would never talk to me when every Senate candidate in the race but him has talked with me extensively so we could get to know him, who J.D. Vance never went to a single liberty group, Tea Party group in Ohio who were the people who elected Donald Trump. And yet he's running and President Trump endorsed him as if he's our mega candidate. Okay. Since then, I have waged war on J.D. Vance, and I have pointed out that he was recruited by Mitch McConnell. He is paid and bought and paid for by Silicon Valley. 
gun owners, Ohio gun owners put out a video that was devastating that talks about Jay-Z Vance's, the people he hangs with, okay, who have ties to China, who have ties to things that have hurt us. He, it's, he's a Silicon Valley guy who's been sent back here to basically infiltrate us and pretend he's representing us and he's not going to do anything like that. And I'm going to talk about an article that I was given this week that is totally frightening to me, okay? But first, I want to talk about this because I sent out an email. Uh, we endorsed a guy named Mike Gibbons for Senate because we think he's a true patriot. He can fund himself. He's like Trump. He can't be bought. Rand Paul endorses him, and he will vote like Rand Paul, and he will vote with Rand Paul against Mitch McConnell. Mike Gibbons has been with us even when he wasn't running for anything, and he's helped us win Ohio twice for Trump. But also, I endorse him because Mike Gibbons is 70 years old. And I believe in term limits. So I put this email out this week. And those of you who've got a bigger screen or if you're on your computer or you know on your TV watching on Roku TV, this is what I said. Term limits. We all want them. All the candidates say they support them. But we don't have federal term limits and we never will. Because once elected, officials will not vote to limit themselves. Why do we the people want term limits? Because as this chart shows, the system is so rigged that we can't vote them out once they turn on us. That's what happened with Rob Portman. Ohio Senator Rob Portman, who ran as being a pro-traditional uh, marriage candidate, and his son is gay, and then he flipped on gay marriage and gave the left the ability to take it to the Supreme Court on a bipartisan basis to jam gay marriage down our throats when it's not in the Constitution, it's not constitutional, and shouldn't ever exist it. That's what Rob Portman did. We haven't been able to vote him out since. The reality is that a U.S. senator has like a 92% chance of being re-elected as many times as they want. And a U.S. House member has like a 97% chance. So when we vote on May 3rd in Ohio, <clears throat> we need to factor in that we are not voting to elect someone to a single six-year Senate term, no matter what they say when they are campaigning. They all say I only want to run one or twice, once or twice. Why? Because once elected, their funders decide how long they stay in office. They are so valuable to their funders that they can't leave and they can't leave office, and many don't leave for 30 years or more, like Mitch McConnell, who served since 1985. Chuck Grassley since 1981, Patrick Leahy, who served since 1975, and poor 88-year-old Diane Feinstein, who served for since 1994, and who they're having articles about how she can't find her way out of the bathroom. And I put that in my email that she that she she's literally is incoherent. Why is she still a senator? Because the people who own her, not the people can't let her go. It's their investment, baby. They need to return on their investment. That's what it's about, okay? And look at these charts. I mean, I'll blow these up for you. Here's a Senate election chart. This is These are years across the bottom, all right, from 1964 to 2020, right? And these things just show you, I mean, you know, it's like it used to be higher. It was like 98% in some of those years you know, going back into the uh, you know, 2024, 2004, it was like 98%. But 
but it's over 90%. Meaning, if you elect them, you can't unelect them. Okay? And here's the House map, just so I can show you how bad Congress is. My goodness gracious, it's all way above 90%. It's almost a 100% chance that if you're in Congress, if you elect someone now, they can stay there as long as they want because it's rigged. The whole thing is rigged. So what do we do? Well, I told you that we endorsed Mike Gibbons for a lot of good reasons. And I know Mike Gibbons personally very well. I trust him. I believe he's the real deal. Okay? But you know what? I don't want somebody who's going to serve for 30 or 40 years. So I put this out in my email. So this single fact may help you decide who will get your vote for U.S. Senate next Tuesday, May 3rd in Ohio. Mike Gibbons is age 70. The max years in the Senate he could serve and be as old as Diane Feinstein would be 18. He would be 88. And I don't think he'll even do that. J.D. Vance, who Donald Trump has endorsed, who Mitch McConnell recruited, who Peter Thiel is paying for, is 38 years old. Max years in the Senate is 50. Josh Mandel, who many of us support, we know he's a conservative, but he's only 44. His max age in the Senate is 44 years. 44 years. Do you want someone? Do you think someone will be with you and your children and grandchildren as far as that's concerned 44 years from now? Or they be like Dianne Feinstein and Mitch McConnell who are working for special interests who don't care about you at all? Yeah. You should vote for Mike Gibbons literally because he's biologically term-limited. The Lord will call him home. And that's hedging my bet. And as a conservative, we hedge our bets. I don't know what's going to happen to Mike Gibbons if he gets in the Senate. And if it's bad, I don't want him to stay there. I'm doing what's right for me, my family, my personal liberty, freedom, and prosperity by biologically term-limiting Mike Gibbons. All of you in Ohio, if you vote for anyone else, you're a fool because none of this is what you think it is. And that brings me to my next topic and why I'm very upset and very agitated. So this article comes to me from Vanity Fair, Inside the New Right, where Peter Thiel is placing his biggest bets. They're not MAGA. They're not QAnon. Curtis Yarvin and his rising right are crafting a different strain of conservative politics. Oh, really? Well, what, what might that be? Now, I've been warned, Vanity Fair is no conservative publication. And I'm telling you, and I'm going to link to this in the podcast page, I think the guy who wrote this was stoned out of his mind because I could barely follow this, this the, the pathetic writing, okay? But there's some truth to it. And this truth should worry you and me immensely. And it'll explain to you why I think the future of America is going to hinge on what happens this Tuesday in Ohio. And it's going to affect all of you. So here's what this new right is. The new right is heavily populated by people with graduate degrees, don't you know? Well, that should make you feel better, right? Let's get the indoctrinated class, just like the left, who envision a conservatism reinvigorated by an embrace of localist values, religious identity, and an active role for the state 
in promoting everything from marriage to environmental conservation. But there's also a highly online set of Substack writers, podcasters, anonymous Twitter posters, our true intellectual elite, as one podcaster describes them. This group encompasses everyone from rich crypto bros and tech executives to back to the landers to disaffected members of the American intellectual class. The new right. Peter Thiel is paying for these people and J.D. Fence and a guy named Blake Masters who's a Senate candidate in Arizona and Josh Hanley, Holly and Ted Cruz are part of this. They're all getting money from billionaire Ted, uh, uh, Peter Thiel. And he, and he funded this thing called NATCON, the National Conservative Congress, which, um, yeah, you and I weren't invited to this. Yeah, we weren't invited to this. So this is what it says. Many of the people in the room saw Trump as a useful tool. Yeah, Trump is a tool, okay? And these parties aren't always so lame. NATCON, as this conference is known, has grown into a big tent gathering for a whole range of people who want to push the American right in a more economically populous culturally conservative, assertively nationalist direction. Whatever that means. But here's the point. We don't have a seat at the table. When President Trump came into Ohio and out of the blue did not endorse either of our two conservative candidates, who were both leading every single poll, they, one of those candidates, Gibbons or Mandel, <clears throat> has led every poll throughout the whole nine months of this Senate race, until President Trump came and endorses J.D. Vance, right? Who we don't know from Adam, who came here in 2017 mysteriously from San Francisco after working for Peter Thiel in, in his venture firm, right? And he comes back to Ohio in 2017, but he never votes in a primary and isn't even a registered Republican, but he should be our Republican candidate for Senate, don't you know, right? And Donald Trump Jr., is tramping all over the state today, and 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 he's on Twitter, and they're doing videos for Vance, and 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 Charlie Kirk, who, who I love from Turning Point, is here because Peter Thiel gives Turning Point money, and Major Marjorie Taylor Greene and and Gates, Matt Gates, are here because Peter Thiel supports them to all tell us with Tucker Carlson and Fox News. Is JD Vance on Fox News enough for you? He's been on every single show. Every single show, Tucker Carlson, Hannity. Uh, last night he was on with, uh, um, what's her name? He's got the late night show. Okay, and, and Dan Bongino had her on, had J.D. Vance on. All those people are telling us in Ohio who we should get to be our senator, right? Remember when I put this up earlier in the podcast? Yeah, what is this? Gaslighting. Remember when I put that up? What does it mean? It means that there's going to propagandize you until you don't know reality. Psychological manipulations are personally person usually over an extended period of time that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts. That's what's happening in Ohio. We're being gaslit by people who aren't from Ohio trying to tell us in Ohio what we should do. This article I just told you about in Vanity Fair talks about an elite class of you know of postgraduate degree people with money who are going to tell us on the right what to do, just like the left wants to tell us what to do. Well, what's the difference? The difference is this: if you and I want to have the future that we 
have dreamt of since we lost it in 2019, we must have a seat at the table. Politics is a game of force, not influence. They're trying to gaslight us. They're trying to get you, because Donald Trump endorsed Shady Vance, to forget what you believe, forget what you know of Mike Gibbons and Josh Mandel, who we saw in this state all over the place, who are conservative. No, no, forget that. Just do what they tell you. Sit down and shut up. If we don't defeat J.D. Vance and elect someone we had on the ballot, we have no power. What does that mean? That means that we aren't going to decide who the president is. You think we all talk, we're talking now, out there right now, if you took a poll in Ohio, more people would say they want J, uh, they want um, Ron DeSantis from Florida to be the, the candidate for president in 2024, not Donald Trump. You think that, that's a fact. But guess what? Guess what? DeSantis doesn't have Trump's FU money. DeSantis isn't a billionaire who could run despite them wanting it, despite a Peter Thiel not funding him, despite all these other people not funding him, Club for Growth and these other groups. He doesn't have that kind of money. <clears throat> so guess what? Ron DeSantis ain't going to be your candidate unless Peter Thiel says so and that people like him. Do you see what's going on here? So here's where I'm worried. That's why I'm so excited about this, and I'm calling on Ohioans to rise up and defend our power by voting for our person, Mike Gibbons. And this is why. Because we surprised them in 16. We're just a bunch of backwoods, you know, fools, uneducated, you know, morons in Trump country. And we snuck up on them because of their arrogance and incompetence and beat them in 16. We beat him again in 20, and they just stole it. We told the president how to stop him from stealing it by calling for limited temporary martial law for a revote, which would have fixed all the election fraud in this country, and he didn't do it. So then they declared martial law on us, and they've had their thumb on us since January 6th. And we said, okay, plan B. We'll, we'll win the House and the Senate in 2022. We'll elect Trump in 2024. We'll clean House and we'll be back on the road to freedom and liberty. Except, if we don't vote for who we want, and not who they endorse, and who they gaslight us for, and who Tucker Carlson wants, if we don't stop them here now in Ohio, we ain't going to have the candidates who are going to pass the legislation that we need to pass. We're going to have a bunch of elites dictating to us who our candidates are, who our president is, and what laws get passed and don't get passed. That's the future. The future of America is on the line right here, right now, in Ohio, on May 3rd. And so I've committed resources. I've spent money I didn't intend to spend that you've donated to the We the People Convention to fight this fight. And by God, if you're in Ohio, you better hear me. Because we better win this. Because if we don't, I don't know what our plan is. I really don't know what our plan is. Because we're going to elect a bunch of people in November who, who don't give a damn about us. And that's what I'm concerned about. And I want to share that with you. And if you don't agree, if you think I'm nuts, if you think I'm too emotional, if you think I'm wrong, write to me at wethepeopleconvention.org. Tom Z at WeThePeopleConvention.org or, or uh, info at WeThePeopleConvention.org and I'll get back to you.
But remember, our, our fight is, you know, it's, it's just, it's about this article that you've got to read at our website. This, that was this, this op-ed by a town hall, town hall author last week that said it's not Trump's power, it's the people who vote for him's power. No candidate, no party, no party boss controls the voters in Trump's base. It is the voters themselves who have the power. But damn it, if we don't show it, we don't have it. May 3rd is the day we have to show it. Talk to everyone you know between now and then. Get your given signs out. Make a handmade sign. Put it out by the road. But fight for your seat at the table or we're going to lose it. So our 2022 priority list is more important than ever. Fix the fraud legislatively. You're doing that to the most part. But now you see that the left is acting and now you're going to have to do more. Take over the operation of the polls because that's what they're going to spend $80 million to do. Recruit and support warrior candidates. It's getting late. You got to elect them in the primary and turn out the vote in huge numbers. And despite what I've said, nothing I've said to you today should make you think that it, you shouldn't vote or that your vote doesn't count or it's not worth it. Nothing could be further from the truth. It's just the opposite. You must vote. Everyone you know must vote because that's how we project force. If they steal it, we got to deal with it. But if you don't vote at all, it doesn't matter. They don't have to steal it, do they? So don't give me this nonsense about I'm not going to vote because it won't count. That's how you project force with your voice as a vote. you got to do it. And most of all, you got to tell people that they can never vote for any Democrat for anything because there is no Democrat party. They're taken over by the communists. Elon Musk, you know, said, you know, the Democratic Party has been taken over by extremists. And I corrected him and said, no, they're communists. It's the people who voted for Democrats who are personally responsible for the destruction of your life, liberty, and prosperity. Never vote for any Democrat. You can get that graphic on our podcast page at wethepeopleconvention.org and share it with people because that's why you're paying $100 to fill up your truck. That's why the food prices are through the roof. That's why you haven't had steak in a while because you can't afford it. That's why your kids are getting indoctrinated at school and your grandkids. That's why illegal immigrants are taking your jobs if you're Hispanic or black in the inner city. That's why we're near the brink of war with Russia because, because they don't care about you and your son and daughter who are in the military. They just care about money. That's who we're fighting. So tell people around about this podcast. Send them a link. Go to the podcast page. Click on the share buttons. Send me your comments at info at wethepeopleconvention.org. That's the only way people know about this. And I think you can see I'm speaking truth and I'm giving you good advice about what you can do to protect your personal freedom, liberty, and prosperity. But I want to you know, read to you this quote from Churchill, which I put up every podcast before I close. If you will not fight for right when you can easily win without bloodshed, if you will not fight when your victory is sure and not too costly, you may come to the moment when you will have to fight with all the odds against you and only a precarious chance of survival. 
There may even be a worst case. You may have to fight when there is no hope of victory because it is better to perish than to live as slaves. Winston Churchill. We are not to the point where we can't win. But we are to the point where we better fight or we will not be able to win. That fight is now. And they're coming to your town. They're coming to your neighborhood. And you've got to defend it. Because nobody else will. It's up to us. We the people. It always has been. Go watch the Jordan Peterson podcast. Understand how God put everything in you, the individual, in his likeness. And that's what it's all about. Not the state, not false gods. Watch Jordan Peterson's latest video at the Hoover Institute in the Uncommon Knowledge section. Okay? God willing, we will be victorious on Tuesday, May 3rd. And we will be back again. And I wish you good health. And I wish you, you know, you and your family continued prosperity and happiness. God bless you. God bless America. My name is Tom Zawistowski, and this is the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast.